Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We've been sharing a powerful message with you that's called being imitators of Christ. Each and every one of us who've been blessed to be born again have been given the admonition and invitation by God to imitate Him. So that we can be successful at imitating Him, God gave us an example to follow of someone who successfully imitated Him. You already know who that is. That somebody is Jesus Christ. Jesus was the example provided to each and every one of us by God to help me and you imitate Him like he wants us to do so that we can represent him and Jesus like we're all supposed to do. We're to conform ourselves to Jesus's example and how we're to live and how we're to think and how we're to act now that we've become sons of God. Jesus is the example that the father gave us, his blood-bought church to follow. If we continue to successfully imitate Jesus, we'll successfully imitate the father. Then we'll live the blessed life that God wants all of us to live and will be the blessing that he wants all of us to be and inspiring other people to live the life just like you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Go to Hebrews chapter 7. And, and he said, because now I'm your God. Hebrews chapter 7. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk through scripture on this one. Because I know the church, like, oh, let's say that. Yeah. I just, I want a God that fit me. God said, no, you got the, you got the wrong concept. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 7. See, Jesus lived out the Father's expectation. Somebody heard him. Jesus lived out the Father's expectation. That's why he paid the price for me and you, because he lived out the expectations of the Father. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24. Speaking of Jesus, it says, but this man, speaking of him, because he continueth ever, have an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make an intercession for us. For such a high priest, because of us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, First for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once and was offered up himself. Of course, that's powerful, praise God, because it lets us know how it is that Jesus Christ, because of the life that he lived, he was eligible to be able to offer the sacrifice for us once and for all. 
Because come on, Deuce. He was standing on three time zones at the same time when he was up on that cross and said, forgive them. They didn't know not what they do. So he covered sins past, present, and future when he did what he did. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's the power of the hypostatic union. Because it wasn't just a man that went up in there that was one that was paying the price for one time. He was both son of man and son of God simultaneously. By being God, he was standing on eternity and the, his feet on the shores of eternity at the same time. So when he said they are forgiven, he was representing God's side also at the exact same time. And then he was able to be able to save us all. But I, I want you to focus on that part. I just want you to show you I got an education. Praise God. This is the part that I really want you to focus on right now. When they started speaking to him, he gave a list of things about him that should be a list of things that are about me and you too. Because remember, he told us to be imitators of him. That list is in verse 26. He said, for such a high priest because of us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens. That ought to be the list that's listed about us, me and you too. At least eventually, somewhere along the line. Eventually, people ought to be able to look at us and say, holy. Why? Because our Lord, our God is holy, harmless, undefiled. We're separate from sinners. Not in terms of we don't talk to no sinners. I don't talk to sinners. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about here, praise God, that we're separate as indifferent from them. We're separated apart from them. We, we're in a whole nother class. We operate in a whole different way than they do. That's what's supposed to be said about me and you. That we're holy, just like our father's holy. First on the list is holy. First thing that's supposed to be named about us if we're going to imitate Christ is holiness. First thing, why? Because the spirit of holiness is the one who declares whether we sons of God. He said, be ye holy, even as I am holy, saith the Lord. The Lord is holy. That name holy, that word holy has multiple definitions, but I like this one right here. It means separated and different. Separated and different. The Lord is separated and different. He's in a class all by himself. Ain't nobody like our God. Our God's so holy. Ask me how holy he is. That he created a being, two, no, beings, Covered them with eyes from head to toe. They, they covered with eyes. I can't wait to get up there and see that. Praise God. I'm, that's going to be something to see. <laughs> Can you imagine how much they banaka bill is? Praise God. By, uh, amen. Or, or what's that that you spray in your eyes and stuff like that? Whatever. That, amen. Anyway, could you imagine if they went to uh, get glasses? <laughs> oh, glory. Anyway, praise God. They covered with eyes from head to toe, which means they designed to look. And they cover God. They fly around God. Day and night. I can, I can imagine when he, when he made them and told them what he wanted them to do. So you, too, over there with, the, with all the eyes. Come here. Praise God. I gave you wings so you could fly around me all day and all night. That's your new job, to fly around me all day and all night. And I want you to tell me what you see as you fly around me. I want you to articulate what it is you see as you fly around me. And so... They like, no problem, Bob. And so they whew, start flying around him. But as they went around, they began to see the Lord in his greatness and his awfulness and saw how he's so amazing. Head shaking. They didn't even have words to say. Probably say, hey, hey, come back, come back, come back, come back. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I said, God, we ain't got nothing that we can say. Because we ain't never seen nothing like you before. We ain't never seen you, you different. Yeah. He said the word is holy. Holy. 
holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Holy is the Lord. He's different. Every time they fly around him, they see another facet of him. They see another direction. Of him. They see another angle. They see him in a different angle. And every angle gets the same emission. Holy. Now, if they say it one time in the Hebrew, they say holy one time in the Hebrew, it establishes the point. Praise God, it's established. He's not holy. If they say it the second time in the, in the Hebrew, it is now emphasized. And they would have been emphatically holy. 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 Emphatically holy. When they say it the third time, it is an exaggeration. It is exaggeratedly holy. But the only thing is they talking about our God, which means ain't no exaggeration involved in this. God is holy. And stop thinking about it. They stop not flying nor crying day nor night. So they've long since passed three. They somewhere around 52 gazillion by now. Praise God. But they still crying. Holy. 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 Why? Because it is no exaggeration. There ain't nobody like God. I ain't never seen nobody like you. God said that's the same declaration that's supposed to come about you. That when they look around at all the other people, even people who call themselves Christian, they're supposed to look at you and say, I ain't never seen nobody like you. I ain't never seen nobody live this thing out like you. I ain't never seen nobody like you. I don't even know what to call you. And you'll tell them, holy because I'm holy just like my daddy I'm separated and different I'm in a class all by myself I don't conduct myself like the world I'm in the world but I'm not of this world I am separated and different what they do I don't do what my father do is what I do in fact I don't do anything other than what I see my father do I don't say anything other than what I hear my father say and then they get a chance to cry it out day and night when they see me and you coming their way holy That's why God has a holy tabernacle. That's why God has a holy temple. That's why God has holy angels. That's why God has a holy word of God. That's why it's called the holy scriptures. And then when you look at his children, you're supposed to say holy. Everything about God is supposed to be holy. But he got holy scriptures. He got holy angels. He got holy tabernacle. But he's looking in his church and saying, where's the holy? And then somebody come and teach you. It don't matter. It's all right. It's all under the blood, baby. Just go ahead and live any old. That's a lie from the pit of hell. It does matter. Because God wants to look in his church and see holy. That's what he wants to see. God wants to see holy. Mm, Yes, he do. He wants to see holy. Now, this word holy right here in Hebrews chapter 7 is deep. This word holy right here means right. Right. I read it again, keeping that in mind, that it means right. We're in Hebrews chapter 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 26, it says, for such a high priest, or because us, who is right. See, the, the, life, the life that Jesus lived out was right. I like that. It's just right. Because the opposite of right is mm-hmm. Because he didn't do wrong. He did right. See, this distinguishes his conduct from being right according to man's statutes and standards. Because that word right is talking about by intrinsic or divine character. Right by intrinsic or divine character, which means he aligned himself up with God. It's because of who he was on the inside, not the pressure that was going on on the outside. 
that caused him to be who he is. Well, wait a minute. When we got boned again, ha, Spirit of the Lord moved in on the inside of you and recreated you into his image and likeness, fused you together with the living God. You are now a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. And that spirit is fused together with the Holy Spirit. Because know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which means that you fuse together with God. So you now in spiritual matters, you are sealed to the day of redemption. You just as holy as it, as you can be. That's why he could fuse you together with him because God don't hook up sin with him. He made you holy and attached you with him. But that's what's on the inside. There's supposed to be something that's lived out on the outside because something on the outside is supposed to demonstrate what goes on on the inside. Something on the outside is supposed to articulate what goes on on the inside. Can't nobody look inside of you and see the holiness, but they're supposed to look at how you conduct yourself and see the holiness because that's what God planned for you. Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at Jesus a little bit more. See, we're called to do the same thing. It wasn't just him. It was supposed to be us too. But that was Jesus. I guess so. He was the son of God. You the son of God. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good right here. You the son of God. I'm just a man. You were just a man. You now a child of the living God. Abba is your father. First Peter chapter two. Start reading in verse 21. It says, for even here unto were ye called. Tell them it ain't too late. They can still come. Tell them it ain't too late. They can still come. First Peter chapter two. It says, for even here unto were, were ye called. Because Christ also suffered for us. Leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who, and he begins to describe who he was. Who did no sin. He's telling you about his steps here. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Everybody said, oh Lord. Not only did he do no sin, but what no guile found in his mouth. Everybody said, oh Lord. So we're supposed to follow his steps. Which means that we're supposed to, uh oh, do no sin. It don't matter. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The steps that God set out for you is to do no sin. Could you pick that pen up that fell on cotton back there in the back for me, please? I'm so glad y'all got quiet at the right time. Praise God. Because then that pen would have been just sitting there, maybe sitting up in the air. And one of them ladies with sandals or flip flops would have walked past and stepped on that pen and been hollering, sued the church and everything else like that. Now I heard it just in time. Please pick that pen up that fell on cotton back there. Praise God. He said, we ain't supposed to sin. And no guile supposed to be found in our mouth. I ain't even going to stay on that sin thing because you should see the look I just got. <laughs> Jesus was an example who said he had no sin and no guile. That, that word guile right there means remissness or treachery. There should be no remissness, no treachery in, our, in us either. Other, word, it, other words that it translates shows also other qualities that's included like deceit. There should be no deceit in our mouths. Now, before I get ready to talk about what's in your mouth, in order for it to be in your mouth, it's got to be in your heart in abundance. Because out of the abundance does the heart speak. So that means if you got the seed in your mouth, it's because you had it in your heart. Oh, yes, you did. You had to say, false. That shouldn't be in your mouth either. Otherwise, we call lies. Idle. Speaking of idle words. Just stupid stuff. That's basically what the east side of Detroit says, stupid stuff. You know how some of us just say stupid stuff. Stuff that should have never been said. Well, even people look at you and they don't want to say nothing, but they be thinking like, that was stupid. <laughs> slack, praise God. Amen. Well, these last two is slack and slothful. We shouldn't be slack and slothful either. Lazy. 
See, God within a believer causes all these qualities that's listed above to be able to manifest in a believer's life. What God's expectation, expectation it shouldn't be in our lives. We shouldn't have the seed in our mouths. Hallelujah. And then, and then when we say it, we'd be like, oh, I, I shouldn't have said it. I didn't mean that. Yes, you did. You wouldn't have said it if you didn't mean it. Hallelujah. You meant what you said. What you didn't want them to do is hear what you meant. Praise God. Amen. Turn to 1 John chapter 2. Now, let's just talk about how to fix it. Now, that's what we need to do. Just talk about how to fix it. 1 John chapter 2. See, we're to walk the same way Jesus walked when he walked on the face of the earth. Pastor, I still don't quite believe it yet. Well, then let me read this one. 1 John chapter 2. Hallelujah. What testament is this in? Mm-hmm. Verse 6. He that saith he abideth in him. I got anybody in here abide in Christ? Amen. Y'all don't want to raise your hand because you know I'm setting you up. Praise God. Amen. He just told me, y'all like, I've been around this church long. Girl, don't lift your hand. Praise God. Don't lift your <laughs> He's just setting us up. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Ooh. He said, he that saith he abideth in him. Anybody here abide in him? Girl, I'm in Christ now. I, I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven. Ha! And I'm glad about it. Well, he said, and I'm glad you're glad about it because you also ought yourself also walk as he walked. That word ought right there means oh. That word ought right there means oh. <laughs> we owe it to him to live like this. Wait a minute, I thought it wasn't by works. I didn't say there wasn't going to be none afterwards. He said that it's nothing to get it. He didn't say it wasn't going to be none afterwards. In fact, he told us that we was created unto good works. Uh, and one of the good works is to live this thing out like we're supposed to live this thing. We ought to. Figuratively, it means to be under obligation. As in I ought to, I must, I should, I'm going to, stuff like that. It's to be under obligation. I cannot put a pause button right here because I, I can feel some of y'all. Y'all pulling back right now. See, as a child of God, our owing and our being under obligation is not a function of our fear of the law of sin and death because we've been redeemed from the law of sin and death. The blood of Jesus has already been shed for us. Him, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it tells us that we've been set free from the law of sin and death. For the, for the, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. So we who accept Jesus, we now have the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. But the life in Christ Jesus puts something on the inside of me and you that says, I, I got to do this. After all he did for me, I got to do this. I owe him this. Not to try to pay him back for what he did, but more so out of the fact that I love him to the point that because I love you for what you did for me, there's something I'm going to do for you. And I'm going to treat it just as though I owed you this. I'm paying this debt, baby. I'm doing this. See, our owing and our being under obligation is because of our loving God who loved us enough to be able to love us. And now we love him back and we willing and glad to do it. Pause button off. See, because we love our father like we do, we owe him to live holy like he desires us to do. It's just what we ought to do. It's just what we, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I can see some folks still ain't convinced. I got more scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep spraying until you get that stuff. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You done came to the car wash. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. See, each of us are called by God to live holy. We called by God. Pastor, I'm called in life. I know that. Pastor, I don't know what I'm called to. I do. Come on, let's read. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. 
For God have not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. God has not called us unto uncleanness. Talking about those of us who've been boned again. He called us unto holiness. God didn't call us to uncleanness. The word uncleanness means impurity. Speaking of the quality, impurity. And that's whether it's physical or mental or moral. Impurity, which means impure acts and impure thoughts. Anything that ain't got nothing to do with right. God said, I ain't call you to that. I didn't, let me do it this way. I didn't save you for that. I didn't clean you up for that. I didn't spend the precious blood of Jesus for that. I didn't pay that big of a price and tell you what you do. It don't matter after that. I didn't pay that much. Come on. I remember when I bought my first bins, praise God. I was a young head. I was illegal. Praise God. It's, it's under the blood. But, but, but I remember when I bought my first one, praise God. Hallelujah. I remember some folk got ready to get in it, praise God. You know, with they, with they barbecue ribs and, and, and stuff dripping and, 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 and got their drinks. I said, excuse me, where you going? They said, well, we about to get in your ride, man. I said, no, you ain't. You're going to eat that outside my ride, man. You ain't messing my car. <laughs> I ain't spent all that. Y'all don't want to work with me. Either. God said, I ain't spent all that for you. For you to just go lay with anybody and play with anybody and do what you want to do. Messing up my back seat. God said, that ain't, what, that ain't what I designed it for. Is anybody hearing me? God didn't pay all that money for somebody to put stuff in your trunk. Is anybody hearing me up in here? All kind of junk in your trunk. And a bun in your oven. And all that kind of stuff. God, y'all don't want to work with me up in here. <laughs> I said, I ain't do that. <laughs> I called you to holiness. Oh, don't want to work with me up in here, but I'm up for the job, baby. I don't even care. He did not go for what thanks can we, 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 God said, I ain't call you to that. We need to understand that. Cause see, a lot of us think it really don't matter. The devil is a lie. It does matter. God said, I called you to holiness. What did he call us to? Holiness. Second Timothy chapter one, verse nine. We don't know. We called to that. Pastor, I got to call it on my life. Because I want to know what I'm supposed to do. Here, start with this one. Be holy. I was telling my girlfriend that I live with, praise God, about the calling on my life. Well, right after you tell her that, tell her one of y'all moving out. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter one. Because I have a call on my life. Y'all don't want to work with me. I'm telling you, I can feel it. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter one, verse nine. I know you can't wait to run back to that church that tell you it doesn't matter. You'll be like, oh, I'm so glad I'm here because I was at this place called Word of Faith where the real Christians are. The Satan slappers. Is anybody hearing me up in here? The fox trappers. Praise God, that's who we have. And they told me I needed to live right. Mm-mm-mm. From 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. It said, who have saved us? Speaking of God. Who have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but it was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Would you look at that? Before there was a world that troll, God had called you. But he didn't just say called you. He said called you with a holy calling. See, the holy calling is to live holy for the rest of the days of your life. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. 
I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about God's desire for us to be like Him. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of living our lives, imitating Him like He wants me and you to do. Because if we do, then we'll do everything that we need to do to be like Him so that we can live the awesome life that can only be lived when we live our lives imitating Him. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blago. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, ladies, if your New Year's resolution is to draw closer to God, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to let the brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee you, you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.